What's wrong with you people? Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast. My name is Matt Hensley, and I am joined by my goateed brother from another mother, the bearded, receding hairline king himself, Kyle, non-alcoholic beerman. And if you're looking for theological education that includes both academic challenge and hands-on ministry experience, we suggest Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Wherever God calls, Southwestern Seminary wants to help you get there. And the best way to experience Swibbits is to attend its spring preview day on March 31st, which is quite literally next week. So you need to hurry up, brothers and sisters. You get to see firsthand all that Southwestern Seminary has to offer. And during your visit, you'll get to tour the campus, speak with faculty, chat with students, and experience the unique campus community of Southwestern Seminary. And I hope while you're there, you get a taste of some good Texas brisket and barbecue. You can register today at swibbits.edu forward slash preview. And uh, Kyle, I can't remember if we recorded after my uh, Disney trip, but I am back. And uh, more to the point, I am wishing that the World Baseball Classic was still going on. Oh, man. That was absolute. Like, I was just like, just like all of it any of those series or any of those games that i watch every single one yep. even great britain with like their iron on logo, <laughs> all of them i would have been fine if they did like a five game or maybe even like in the early stages like a three game series and then a five yep. but that final bro i could have taken japan versus america all season yeah. long and loved it and the fact that it came down to otani and trout for the yep. final bat Oh my gosh. I mean, you couldn't script it better. And of course right. it's probably no. scripted anyway. So anyway, <laughs> that was really cool. I did kind of feel bad. I, I was like, man, Otani and Trout are going to go back and be like, Hey, um, we need y'all to trade us today because I had fun playing baseball for the first time in my life because <laughs> I was around a good team. And so, my, my, my favorite like, thing was a tweet that said something about, you know, the angels have been beating each other for years, beating themselves for years. So, well, Oh man. You know, I followed the I followed the World Baseball Classic since the first one in 2006, and you know it it was kind of slow to gain momentum. Like the first couple were were fun, but oh, okay, this is just kind of a cool exhibition. And I mean, up to this year, where you had you know some guys saying, I mean, if they had to pick between a a World Series or the World Baseball Classic, they would choose WBC because because they have their country's name on their. Yeah. on their jersey and i mean it just seemed like the energy level especially these last two in, in 17 and then this year it just it's amped up and yes i understand it's an exhibition and yes there are some questions because of um you know some some injuries that happened to some pretty significant players one of them being jose altuve uh can i however just, can i just say that happens every single year absolutely spring training now, now rather, the Edwin Diaz, now the Edwin Diaz injury, you know, tearing his knee yeah, while they're celebrating spring training, yeah, right? But that happens in regular season, right? I mean, I mean, we we see the same thing could happen in the clubhouse. You step wrong and you you tear your knee. I mean, those those things happen um, outside of the Diaz injury. Everything else, you know, Freddie Freeman, I think, kind of tweaked a hamstring, and there were some questions for a while. 
uh, Altuve broke his thumb. Th- those are baseball injuries that you're right are, could ha- just as well happen in spring training that we've seen happen in spring training. Um, but I just I think the WBC is so good for baseball. Um, and and here's the thing: like, there's some talented folks from all over the world in countries that you wouldn't think of um, being kind of a baseball powerhouse. Yeah. But man, it was fun. And I, I liked the, was it the Czech Republic that their like entire team were like normal guys like you and me. I don't think they had yeah. AMSs or NAM plant <laughs> gurus on their team, but they did have like a teacher and a fireman yeah. and all. I was like that just to be able to, and- and there was a those guys is so cool. Man. Yeah, there was like an electrician who struck out Shohei Otani, and then like got a got a signed jersey and a picture with him. And I'm like, dude, like imagine going back home and and like, look, no matter what else happens in my life, I struck out maybe the best baseball player in the last fifty years. <laughs> no, nobody truly tunes into this for our baseball thing, but I will say I saw on Instagram uh, the other day somebody got a signed baseball well it was the guy that he struck out or whatever signed baseball because of the pitch clock deal and it was like <laughs> straight like first strike out by pitch clock or something like and, and took a picture of it that's like dude that's so annoying and so part of me was like i liked the wbc because there was still the shift there was no pitch clock yeah. it was just the best players in the universe playing together yeah and and it was also cool like the difference between the american team and some of these other countries is they tr- like our obviously our team loves to come, you know, they're doing the salute thing, all that kind of stuff. But we weren't up at the top of the dugout the entire game, <laughs> cheering at the top of our lungs and, and all of that kind of stuff. We were business because that's like that's just what we do. The other ones are like playing like for their life. I mean, just loving every yeah. ounce of it. And uh, so a lot of cool storylines. We enjoyed it. And and I also like, I don't know, I had this thought that you know, spring training. When Trout is going there and playing with all of their double A, triple A guys, whatever, is is not necessarily improving. Yeah. But he got surrounded by the all-stars, you yeah. know, of of America and playing against the all-stars of America. So they're not taking at bats against triple A, double A, well, all that kind of yeah. stuff, guys that are in there. They're out there with the best of the best across the globe, uh, versus being at spring training. So I was even thinking for them it was better. And then for the people kind of left behind that maybe weren't to that level, they were able to get a few more reps and all that kind of stuff back home yeah. and, and maybe get the spotlight on them that Otani is going to have or whatever yeah. during spring training. So it was just cool all around. We had a good time and it was cool to have like some meaningful baseball in the middle of spring training when yeah. you, know, you get on there to watch, you know, Jose Altuve have like two at bats or something, you know, so it's kind of <laughs> cool to get to watch full games that are right down to the wire and so many close ones and, storyline like anyway hey we are taking a break uh to from our like i don't know bart said like 140 part series of (laughs) how to to kill a podcast Uh, is that what we're doing (laughs) yeah uh i think it was just seven bart uh, not to argue with the pope of the sbc but uh we're taking a break we might come back to that because kyle is writing more of those and uh today we're going to talk about something that i hope is going to be helpful maybe fun i don't know uh, but three things that pastors should know about every kid in their flock. And I think we should go ahead and make, you know, the little point that if you're in a church of a thousand, two thousand, three thousand, one, you're probably not listening to our podcast. Two, you probably cannot possibly know 
every child in your deal, but maybe a significant chunk or some key ones, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, but this needs to be maybe the trajectory, something you're aiming for, a few things that you should try and know about the, you know, the kids in your group, you know, the teens, the, the young people, all of that kind of stuff. And, and because all of these things should be self-explanatory because they're members of your flock and you're the shepherd. And so you should probably know a, a bit about them, just like you need to know certain things about your church members. And maybe that's another topic too. And I think all of these would apply to that as well. But number, number one, uh, shocker, know their name. Uh, know a little bit about them. Know know their basic info. You know their their baseball card stats. You know know where they go to school. Know yeah. their basic info. Know what they're about. That kind of deal. Uh, but few things, Mark Halleck. This is based on Mark Halleck's article on your your blog. Few things are as powerful as knowing and using someone else's name. Um, I struggle with names. Full disclosure. I'm very. I barely remember Kyle's. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but it's it's so meaningful. When you're walking through, you know, the grocery store and you see a church member and you're like, you know, hey, Kyle, how's it going? Like there's a connection there beyond just, hey, brother, hey, sister, you know, the the obvious, you know, when you don't know their name type deal. But to know a child's name, someone that may not be on the worship team, may not have any kind of leadership possibilities yet in the church you know we've talked about getting them involved in various ways but to be able to have them show up at the church and be like hey johnny how's it going you know that kind of deal uh that's very meaningful let's talk about that kyle yeah. know their name and basic info yeah and, and so obviously this is easier in a normative sized church uh than it is in a, in a mega church um however I, i'm going to go out on a limb and say we don't have a ton of mega church pastors that tune into this every single week. Um, maybe Jack a few. Graham. Jack Graham is hanging on every, yes. <laughs> believe me. But um, so, so I'm going to make an assumption and, and especially since, you know, 90% of SBC churches are under uh, 250 that, that you, if you're listening to this, you are probably in a normative size church. Um, and so this is, this is easier to do, obviously, in, in smaller congregations, right? To know um, know kids' names. And then, like you said, basic info, where they go to school, how old they are, um, maybe who their parents are. Um, and, and again, as, as Mark said, don't underestimate the power of just knowing someone's name. Um, I, I had a uh, she wasn't a church member. She was a visitor several years ago when, when I was in Alamogordo and I saw her in Dollar General. And I mean, we were in the same aisle and I just said, hi. And, th and I mean, that, that was the extent of the conversation. Like there was no deep counseling. It was, it was literally just hi. And, and I, and I called her by name and uh, she actually sent me a message on Facebook later. And she was like, it meant so much that you knew my name. And, and I was like, well, yeah, like, of course I know your name. I, I, I didn't think it was a big deal, but it was a big deal to her that, that I, you know, in a public place, kind of outside of the, the normal context where, where we saw each other, I knew who she was. And, and the same is true of kids. And, and I would say this, man, if you, if you run into kids from your church in the store or at a basketball game or a football game or something like that, make a big deal, right? I mean, say, Hey, you know, call them by name. How's it going? Good to see you. Um, maybe you haven't had a chance to meet their parents yet, especially if they're like a, a Wednesday night only kid, you know, Hey, is this your, is this your mom? Nice to meet you. I'm the pastor, you know, make a big deal about that. And that will make a lasting impression that you know who they are. I, 
we we haven't made it to the end of this list, but but it's something that kind of stuck out to me when we're talking about their name and knowing them, like truly being their shepherd, that kind of deal. And, and we're going to dig into what that looks like in these next two. But I, I think this bears maybe a fourth point. Um, I'm not arguing with the article by any means. These are great things, uh, but but maybe this is how you can do these deals. So when we talk about preach, pray, love, and stay, be able to stay long enough, one, to develop these relationships enough to know their name, all of that kind of stuff, and some of the stuff yeah. we'll talk about. But also just imagine the power and the impact of being the guy that's giving them their first Bible when they're going into first mm-hmm. grade, you know, like Excuse a lot of churches do that is the one baptizing them, you know, when they make a profession of faith, is the one that they see every summer doing the vacation Bible school, the one that occasionally pops in on their baseball t-ball games and, and cheers on them by name, and, and we'll talk about what they enjoy in the next one, that kind of stuff. Uh, the one that is there for them during some of the crises, during, you know, the student years and so forth, the one that's there on graduation Sunday, the one that's there when they get married, you know, what a what a treat and a privilege, not just for that child, uh, but for the pastor when, you know, 10 years in, 15 years in, they start getting some of those wedding ceremony opportunities of some of the first children that they were giving Bibles to. And to be able to to do a wedding ceremony when you've walked through all of that stuff with them, led them to Jesus and and know like where, where the marriage counseling isn't like, hey, let's find out what's... <laughs> you know, are you even saved? That kind of deal. But you've seen them and discipled them for so long and they know you and you know them uh, is so impactful. So just a quick note, like stay long enough for all of this kind of stuff to maybe be second nature, but you need to have some intentionality to know their name, know their info. Hey, I tell you what, this, I know Bart has absolutely nothing else on his plate, but it would be a lot of fun to have him on sometime to talk through this, the longevity and staying. He's been there 20 plus years. You know, married. I'm trying to get him to leave. <laughs> so I'm sure we'll have him on at some point to kind of talk through New Orleans stuff as we get closer to the SBC. But um, put put that on his list too, as, as you're okay. like, I'm sure I know you're basically his like executive assistant or whatever. So yeah, let's not put that evil on me because I don't want any. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to bear any responsibility for things that he says or does or doesn't do. Uh, but number two, uh, not just know their name, know what they like. Know what they enjoy. I touched on this, like being being the guy that occasionally goes to the T-ball, that kind of stuff. You know, if they're playing the instrument, you know, hey, how's the piano lessons going? You, you're going to do a special at church sometime soon. You know, if they uh, are, are drawing pictures and that kind of deal, you know, especially those that uh, I had a lot of uh, kids back at Mayhill that would draw their sermon notes. And I would mm-hmm. like display that in my my office. And it showed that I valued their input in the sermons just as much as somebody that would write out, you know, whatever points I made. So know what they enjoy. Talk about that, Kyle. Yeah. So, I mean, you're going to have kids, even if you have 10, 15 children in your, in your church, you're going to have a wide variety of interests, right? Um, So you probably have some that are into sports doing basketball, baseball, football. Um, You probably have some who are very into video games Um, and, and, my kids are a little bit older. I don't even know like what the hot video games are for, for like small kids at this point. I'm assuming it's not Madden 97 anymore, sadly. Um, yep. But, <laughs> um, but no, yeah, know kind of what, what their hobbies are. 
And, you know, then you can find out, you know, if they're, they're really into like this YouTuber or whatever, you know, maybe go watch a couple of videos and that'll just give you a way to connect. Um, you know, I, I can guarantee, like, if you, if you have a kid that's into that and you just bring up Mr. Beast, like you will be a hero in, in their eyes. Um, Which forever, by the way, I thought was L.A. Beast, maybe rebranded himself. L.A. Beast was a guy that I used to watch. <laughs> he like did all the food challenges and would eat like these massive hamburgers no. and stuff like kind of like the an online version of man versus food type okay. stuff. And so I kept hearing and seeing more of Mr. Beast, Mr. Beast, and like he was with Tom Brady or something like that. I know, <laughs> I'm thinking this LA, LA Beast finally made it, man. And yeah. uh, and then I saw the picture. I was like, oh, bro, that's now, now, Matt, have you ever had a Mr. Beast burger? No. Okay. So it's a secret kitchen. You you have to, you can only order it like DoorDash. You can't like go to a place and get it. We have one here. Um, it, it was the most disappointing hyped up burger I've ever had um, on par with in and out. <laughs> That's all I'll say. <laughs> but it was, it was fun. We got it when our kids had COVID and they were like quarantined at home. So we door dashed it and they were super excited. And so, yeah, it was a yeah. thing, but in, in kind of the sidebar to this, a corrective here is maybe don't poke fun at the things that they, they do. Ooh, that's good. You know, yeah. like we've, I, I think we've talked about your, your boy that will, you know, watch people play video games in my sheer <laughs> like amazement at why, like why yeah. in the world would I want to watch somebody play a game, you know, and, and like, don't use that as your sermon illustration for like wasting time. Like, you know, like, <laughs> Hey Matt, what, what do you do in your evenings between um, the months of April and October? Me? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Every, every night. Um, <laughs> Are you, are you watching someone else play a game? Shut up. <laughs> That's a good point. But yeah, you know, it, it kind of goes like with Easter. Don't make fun of yeah, Easter right. people that show up, you know, that that's your audience. Like, so know, knowing what they enjoy, don't, don't just poke fun, you know, watch any losers play video games today late. Like that's not how you want to lead the conversation, you know, yeah, no. what have you been watching lately? You know, that kind of deal. Uh Third and, and and I think you you probe that right. So tell, you want to get to know him more. Tell me more about that. I, th what 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 do you enjoy about it? You know what? Why is that? What 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 keeps your attention for hours watching somebody else play? It? And and like, they, yeah. Could you imagine like it becoming a thing for pastors <laughs> to just like watch a live stream of somebody studying a sermon? We kind of <laughs> glimpsed that with like John Piper doing the uh, when we look you know, or, or looking at the text or whatever it was yeah. that he did where it would be like the big screen and the text was up there. And he was just essentially doing this Bible study on the go, which was like yeah. how he would come up with sermons and so forth. Like that'd probably be super insightful. And we would totally nerd out over it. Oh, absolutely. Until we would see somebody like Bart that like has his Greek New Testament open and, and is there without any helps whatsoever and is translating it on the fly while writing a 25 tweet tweet thread and making a call to, you know, somebody for a nomination. Like then we would be like, yeah, we don't know what we're doing anyway. Yeah. Know what they enjoy, celebrate those things, ask them about them, see why, uh, you know, that kind of deal, maybe watch some of that stuff so you can have those conversations about it and, uh, and so forth. Uh, I know Jared Wellman, uh, you know, they did the Easter egg deal on like Minecraft uh, you know, maybe wasn't oh, a yeah. huge thing at their church, but it's a huge community, the Minecraft thing, all of that kind of stuff. Um, like know that, you know, ask about it. Number three, know where they are spiritually. 
like the name, you know, enjoyment, all that, like that's, that's how you're a shepherd. But obviously the key part of that is discipleship and leading them forward yeah. and towards maturing as Christians. So you need to know where they're at spiritually. And, uh, and, and you really should aim to have that for everybody in your congregation from the oldest of the old to the youngest of the, the young, you need to know kind of where they're at, uh, spiritually. Have they been saved? Have they been baptized? You know, are they growing? Are they plugged yeah. into small group? All of that kind of stuff. This is how you're effectively able to shepherd your children and their parents and their grandparents and everybody else in your church. So talk about that, Kyle. Yeah. So, I mean, you're not going to be able to know everything that every single child is walking through in their life, but you can at least know, um, have they accepted Christ? Have they been baptized? Have their, um, are, are there, are their parents a part of the church on a regular basis? You know, is there any kind of spiritual formation happening at home or is that only happening when they're here at the church? You, you can know these basic things about the kids in your church. And then that helps you to know what they need from you as their pastor, right? And and so I would say, I mean, how do you get to know these things? You, you spend time in your kids' ministry. Now, that doesn't mean that, you're having, that, that you, as the pastor, need to teach a children's Sunday school class uh, perpetually. Uh, it doesn't mean that you need to necessarily teach the, the Bible study at VBS every year, but you need to be present. We, we've talked about this uh, as it regards uh, student ministry. Um, you know, pastors need to be present in the in the student ministry, maybe teaching from time to time in there. And I would say the same thing is true of children's ministry. You need to be present. So when VBS is happening, um, you know, be out there mingling with the kids, find some way to to be involved up front and then drop in on the classes and just just see what's going on. Interact with the parents when they come in um, and and get to know your kids' names, what they enjoy, and then, of course, where they are spiritually. Have they come to know Christ? Um, are they close? Are they struggling with that? Um, what's hindering their spiritual growth? All, all of these things are so important as a pastor. Okay. Uh, we're probably, I'm not even looking at the time to see where we're at time-wise, so we might be getting long. I want to just give some simple kind of application points for these simple ways that you can make this happen and and maybe come a little more naturally. You know, if 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 you find yourself on one of these three, like not really good at it, that kind of deal, let's just give maybe some practical things you can do. Number one, when you are trying to know someone's name, my kind of pro tip there is and start like one of the things that that Cameron did really well. And of course he's a student pastor, that kind of deal. So uh but but Bart has has been there much longer. But Cameron's trying to build these relationships, that kind of deal. We had one of those little Polaroid kind of the, I don't, it wasn't polar. It might be Polaroid. I don't know, but it's like those little, little bitty square Polaroid pictures. Mm. Everybody that came in, if you're a visitor or been there forever, you were supposed to take a picture, put your name on it. And we put it up on the board. And, and so even I, who am volunteering in there and trying to get to know some of these, I'm looking at that regularly, kind of put a face with a name. So maybe if you have a church directory, a lot of people are moving away from that. That's a great place to start. But one of the simple things you can do is just regularly to say, hey, don't be afraid to say, hey, remind me again your name. I'm, I'm, I struggle with names. I'm trying to remember your name. Tell me your name. Is it Johnny? You know, and, it, and you know it's not Johnny or whatever. Or, or if you kind of know the name, associate it with, with something. And, uh, you know, like G, our Gracie, um, she had glasses. And so that was a way that... It, uh, our pastor was able to remember G for glass because we had four of them, you know, to, and they all kind of looked, looked similar. And so we tried to 
uh, connect those with things. So, so have some pictures, some ways to connect with them. Do you have anything there? Yeah, no, I, I think uh, pictures are huge um, because then you're not just having, you don't just have a list of names and then all these faces that show up and, and you've got to, um, you've got to put them together. I think that's, I think you're spot on. That's the best way to do it is to take, and I mean, they, they've made new Polaroid cameras. You can literally do a Polaroid camera now, print it out, put it on there. Um, you know, you can do that digitally with a phone and, um, you know, type in like the text on their picture real quick. Um, obviously you, if you're going to do that, you want to get permission and <laughs> don't just yeah, start taking yeah, random pictures definitely. throughout the church, get, get permission to do it. Um, but no, that, I mean, so in our, in our church foyer, um, we have names and pictures of new members. We have, we have a, uh, one of our deacons who that's his responsibility is he'll take uh, new folks pictures and then, um, they put them up throughout the week on a, on a bulletin board. What, what if like, if you have some staff secretary or, or youth director, or whatever, y'all get together regular, regularly. And you already have some pictures or, or developing this. And again, get the permission. Don't be the guy that's walking around taking pictures with his <laughs> iPhone or something like that could be weird. But if, if, if you have the means, remember when we were doing seminary and trying to learn Hebrew and Greek, and you had like the word on the front and then on the back, the definition or noun, yeah. of whatever it was, we worked really hard at Ooh, it. Flash what cards. if like that's every staff yeah. meeting, you essentially make a flashcard on these on the front. It's the picture of the family on the back. It's their name, who, you know, the dad, mom, you know, kids, whatever. And then y'all just quiz one another. And Ooh, that's good. it's like the lowest amount has to buy lunch that day. I don't <laughs> like come up with something, make it a challenge of, you know, kind of an in-house thing that y'all are sort of learning because it matters just as much as Greek and Hebrew, really, because that's who you're, you're shepherding and wanting to get to know. So find some creative ways to do that. As far as enjoyment, a simple, like easy one is find out the schools that are in your, your town. Typically, certainly if it's, you know, anywhere in Texas above maybe like, you know, a level, I don't know, like right now, I think they all do with max reps or whatever. You can find the schedules of like everything down to cross country uh, in soccer, all of them. And so, you know, throw just throw it on your calendar and, you know, do it at some some level of, hey, once a month, I'm going to try and pop in on one. When you know that X, Y and Z is in, you know, T-ball or whatever, holler at the parents, say, hey, is there a time that you're doing the the meal after I want to come and bring, you know, some something extra to come with it and and go there and just bless them as a church, as a pastor. You get to also meet more kids, all of that kind of stuff. But put that stuff on your calendar. It's good. When you can, when you got a few days that maybe you you haven't, you know, you you just want to get out of the office or do something else like, hey, high school baseball, football, all, at least in Texas, is a whole lot of fun. And, uh, and, and then softball's fun too, because like you can get a home run off of a, you know, a walk, man. It's amazing. That's <laughs> a overthrow yeah. and everything else. So put it on your calendar. As far as know where they are spiritually, Mark has a point here of regularly teaching, you know, when somebody becomes a new believer, having that baptism class. But I think an, another kind of easy one here, if, if you don't have the regular Sunday school deal or the pastor's class beyond going occasionally to the youth program, the kids program and teaching, maybe having just a one month deal of like, ask the pastor uh, class or whatever, get a couple of volunteers and, and just let kids come in there and be like, hey, 
did Adam and Eve have a belly button? You know, <laughs> how did the dinosaurs get on the ark? You know, the questions that they're going to ask, they're wrestling with those things that lets you push deeper into the gospel and helps you see where they're at spiritually. So that's that's one. You have anything on yep. either one of those? No, you're you're exactly right. Um, yeah, spend time with them. And and, and Mark even in, in the blog post as well, and we'll link to that in the show notes, um, has some great resources. You know, teach a baptism class teach uh, a children's membership class and then man i love the ask the pastor i mean just you know and you go in knowing you're gonna hear anything and everything, Bro, everything. <laughs> it's, it's like kids have no filter it's fantastic on him sings stump the music minister days where it's like god of country and outer space comes up <laughs> that's the same god thing get ready you know if you're the seminary president you get the calvinism stuff when when it's the kids you you get the the hardball questions like yep. the belly buttons and all of that kind of stuff yeah that's right yeah. so that's right so yeah um so guys love your people this this really goes hand in, in in hand with the preach pray love and stay all of these things are connected when you love your people you're going to want to know them know their name know about them know where they're at spiritually stay long enough this kind of stuff can have an impact and and be you know be the guy uh that that gets those calls to to do the the weddings and it's like oh yeah let's let's go like and and you're you're able to tell some of those stories of them growing up and so forth and and you know it's just a lot of fun that's the fun part of ministry that tends to make you push through some of the more difficult parts uh, the heavy parts and the criticism and so forth along the way so we hope in some measure these three things or kind of 3.5 were helpful know them know their name know about them what they like uh, know where they're at spiritually this is part of being a shepherd and uh, maybe next week we'll go back to our 1002 part series on why churches die because there's a lot of reasons and no it's not their pastor has a beard barton barber so (laughs) kyle anything else before you send us out no hey uh uh, thanks for listening um and uh as always if we can help reach out to us social media we want to be a resource for you as well all right well may your coffee be as black as night And as bold is my prediction that the Astros will win their third World Series this year. What's wrong with you people?